You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. My sermon title is God is for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is for you. God is for you. Do you believe that God is for you? Do you believe that God is for you this morning? If I really, 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 really hear an amen from the bottom of your hearts this morning, I will hear a yes, amen. But many of us are saying, amen. Because many of us are not sure if God is for us. So many of us are thinking maybe God is for us today and maybe God is not for us tomorrow and maybe God is for me when I'm doing things right and God is not for me when I'm doing things wrong and maybe God is for my friend but God is not for me. This morning I want to tell you God is for you and you can say an amen from the bottom of your heart knowing that doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter what you've been through, doesn't matter what your flaws and your weaknesses are, God is for you and you can say amen with all the surety in your hearts this morning. So can I ask you again, is God for you this morning? Amen? Amen? We're going to have revival in the building this morning. Amen? Because you know what? Sometimes the devil reminds us of what we aren't and we think God is not for us. But you know what God said to me last night? He says, I'm for my children. Remind them, I'm for them. I'm for them. When you declare that God is for you, the enemy knows the potential that lies in you is starting to stir up and he's in trouble. Amen? Amen? You see, when you declare that God is for you, you understand that your destiny is more significant than the obstacle that you are facing. And the words hopeless and unchangeable start leaving your vocabulary. Because you start knowing that God works miracles out of desperate situations. Is your situation desperate this morning? Who has a desperate situation? Guess what? My God is perfect for desperate situations. Amen? 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 What is your declaration this morning? You see? What is your declaration? What is your declaration? If I can put one thing in your heart this morning, that God is for you, and you walk out here this morning, and you hear these big brown eyes telling you every single day this week that God is for you, I have accomplished my task, amen? So when I ask you this morning, what is your declaration? What are you going to say? God is for me, and God is not against me. Is God for you? Is God against you? You see, we are going to see God's tremendous, unexpected, and mighty hand to do the impossible in the life of a man called Gideon this morning. Are you ready to look at the life of Gideon? He was a member of a clan that was the least powerful branch of the clan of Manasseh. Have you heard of the clan of Manasseh? Compared to the other tribes of Israel, this tribe of Manasseh ranked the least and the least favorable of them all. Do you know where Manasseh comes from? Joseph had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. And when Jacob blessed them, he blessed them both, which was unusual. 
And out of blessing them both, they became the 12th tribe of Israel. And they actually became two half tribes that became the 12th tribe of Israel. So they were actually many times referred to as a half tribe. Can you imagine being referred to as a half tribe? So this made Gideon the very bottom of society with no voice. Are you maybe at the bottom of society this morning with no voice? Is your clan maybe from the clan of Manasseh? Maybe not one of the main clans? You see, our God does not look at social order. Our God looks at the heart. Amen? What is the one declaration you're taking home today? God is for me. And when you say it this morning, church, let's say it like we mean it. Amen? God is for me. God is for me. When the devil comes for you this week, you look in the mirror and you say, God is for me. When the devil comes for your children this week, you look in the mirror and you say, God is for me. When the devil comes for your finances this week, you look at your finances and you say, God is for me. When the devil comes for your marriage this week, you stand up and you say, God is for me. Amen? Amen? You see, Gideon and all the Israelites were on the verge of hunger because of the invasion. The Midianites were a brutal tribe and they invaded Israel and they would steal the harvests after every planting. They were a, a lazy tribe. They wouldn't go plant for themselves. They would wait for Israel to plant and they would go steal the harvest. Doesn't it make sense that Gideon was actually threshing his wheat in a wine press? You see, sometimes we read the word so fast, but there's so much in the word for us to take in. Amen. So what you, when you did, when you threshed wheat, you would throw the wheat in the air and the chaff would be blown away by the wind and then the, the wheat would stay. But he was in a wine press. Is there wind in a wine press? Amen. So do you see how out of place it is when you're not fulfilling your destiny? But Gideon was a bit afraid. He was trying to hold on to something. He was hungry. He didn't want the Midianites to take his, his harvest. So he was threshing wheat in a wine press. And the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon while he's hidden in the wine press. And we're going to start there with a story. Is that okay? What is our declaration today? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What is our declaration today? That is the way we say it. We don't say it as if we don't mean it. We say it like children of the Most High God. Amen. We are not weak. We are not going under. We are going over. Amen. God is for us. We have God Almighty fighting for us. Amen. We are not on the losing side. We are on the winning side, church. We are on the winning side. There are more fighting for us than on the other side. Only a third of angels fell from heaven. We have two thirds fighting with us. Guess what's the end of the story? Go read Revelations. Amen? Amen? So let's read Judges 6 verse 12 to 16. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. This morning, I want to tell you, the Lord is with you, valiant warrior. Amen? The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. That statement is enough to get you through anything. The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. Then Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? 
Doesn't that sound like us? Sometimes we're going, oh Lord, if you're really with us, why is all this happening to us? And where are all the miracles which our fathers told us about saying, did the Lord not bring us up from Egypt? Doesn't that sound like us sometimes? If the Lord is with us, why are we going through this? You see, sometimes God is so beautiful. He allows us to speak our disappointment. God didn't strike him in that moment. What does God say? He doesn't abandon him. He says to him after that, he says, let's go back there. He says, and the Lord looked at him and said, go in the strength of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? The Lord just carried on reassuring him. But he said to him, O Lord, how am I to save Israel? Behold, my family is the least of Manasseh, and I'm the youngest of my father's house. Yet the Lord said to him, I will certainly be with you. I will certainly be with you, and you will defeat Midian as one man. The angel of the Lord said to Gideon, The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. That is the first thing the Lord is saying to you this morning. I am with you. Valiant warrior. I am with you, valiant warrior. You see, God saw the very best in Gideon, a mighty man of valor, even though Gideon didn't appear like one hiding in the threshing field, did he? He's hiding in the wine press, and God is calling him a mighty warrior. You see, God overlooked his flaws and his fears and his insecurities, and he saw his need for him. God sees the best in every man and woman in this building this morning and is ready to meet your need. What is your declaration this morning? God is for me. Gideon says, oh Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened? And where are all the miracles which our fathers have told us about? What does God do? He lets him speak his mind and he just continues reassuring him. He says, go in the strength of yours and go save Israel from the hand of the Midian. Have I not sent you? <laughs> Gideon then says, oh Lord, how can I save Israel? My family is the least of Manasseh and I am the youngest of my father's house. Can you imagine? He's telling God who he is. Just think about this for a moment. He's telling God Almighty which tribe he comes from and where he was born in the family. <laughs> Can you see the humor in this? God was there. He knew which tribe he came from. And he knew where he was born in the family. Have you ever told God what a terrible mistake he made deciding to choose you? Can we get a bit real and vulnerable this morning? Who's ever told God what a terrible mistake he's made to choose you? Have you ever questioned that God could use you? If that's how you feel this morning, know that Gideon had the same thought. And people felt that way throughout the Bible. This is why this Bible is so incredible. Moses claimed it did not make sense for God to choose him to free Israel from the slavery of Egypt. He said, who am I 
that I should go before Pharaoh. Can you remember that? In Exodus 3 verse 11. And Jeremiah, called to be a prophet of God, says, Oh, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak. He's speaking to God. <laughs> Let's just talk about this for a moment. He is speaking to God. And he's saying, oh, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak. I'm only a child. <laughs> Don't you see how beautiful it is to see these people in the Bible and why God has put them there? Because it just shows us that we are there. And it shows us that God's grace was there for them and God's grace is there for you. Amen. God has a purpose that involves you. The supremely competent, wise, mighty God who can achieve anything on his own has chosen to work his purpose through you. You think God cannot use you because you're aware of your flaws and believe that the work at hand is too big for your capacity. Can I tell you something? Your flaws do not shake God. <laughs> because he actually knew them before he called you. It's one of those moments again where Jeremiah says, Lord, I cannot speak. He made you and he understands your limitations. His response to you is the same as his response to Gideon this morning. I will be with you. And because I'm with you, you are strong. Because I'm with you, you have everything you need to strike down the Midianites. Amen. What is your Midianite this morning? God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. You see, but Gideon likes to use the word I. Amen. In his sentence, he says, I am the least. And he says, how can I deliver Israel? Doesn't that sometimes resonate with us? We sometimes put the word I in our sentences away too many times. Moses and Jeremiah did the same. Maybe you are saying the same this morning. And you are completely right. On your own, you will never be able to accomplish God's will. Because God's will needs God's involvement. Amen. But with God, with you, you've got it. Amen. You know, I said to the Lord, Lord, what about my failures? What about my flaws? And the Lord said to me, maybe we should put down our arrogance in thinking God cannot walk, work through your failures. Can I say that again? Oh, let me say it to the side. <laughs> maybe we should put down our arrogance in thinking that God cannot work through our failures. Amen. Amen. If you're going to take that to heart this morning, it will change your life. Because maybe we should take a moment to say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought my failures were big enough to stop you. I'm sorry. I thought my weakness and my flaws were big enough to stop God Almighty from doing what he can do. Amen. You see, to Moses, God said, certainly I'll be with you. To Jeremiah, he said, do not be afraid of them, for I'm with you and I will rescue you. To Jacob, he said, who was alone running in the desert from his brother, he said, I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. All these words are for you this morning. Amen. 
to Joshua, he said, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified and do not be discouraged. Why? The Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. Amen? Amen? What is your declaration this week? What is your declaration this week? God is for me. Amen? You say to the disciples, Jesus said, Surely I am always with you to the very end of the age. You see, God's promise to Gideon is God's promise to you today. What did he say to Gideon? He said, I am with you. Do not be disheartened. Do not be discouraged. Do not be fearful. Do not be depressed. Do not be oppressed. Do not be worried. Do not be anxious. Do not be nervous. Do not be confused. <laughs> Amen? I'm here to support you regardless of who or what you are going against. I will always be with you. And I will never leave you because that's just who I am. Amen? I do not turn my back on you. I do not walk away from you. There is not one tear that has fallen from your eyes that I have not seen. Your burdens and your challenges do not scare me. I've chosen you. I've appointed you. And I've set you apart. And I will not fail you. I will provide for you. I will strengthen you. I will be with you because I love you and you are mine. You are God's chosen people. Amen? You see, after a series of events, and because we don't have time, I can't go through everything. Just before Gideon decides to lead his people into battle, something profound happens in Judges 6 verse 34. Can we see what happens in Judges 6 verse 34? Are you still with me this morning, church? Can I go on just a little bit more? In Judges 6 verse 34, it says, So the Spirit of the Lord covered Gideon like clothing, and he blew a trumpet. And the Abyssinites came together to follow him. The covering was symbolic of like a jacket. If I had to take Mr. Mr. Simon's jacket and put it over you, that would be like the covering that the Holy Spirit is. You see, when we want courage, when we want strength, we want, when, when, when we want to become the valiant warriors God has called us to be, we need to get into the prayer room. We need to get into meet with God face to face that the Holy Spirit can cover us. Because as He covers us, He covers our weaknesses. He covers our flaws. He covers the things that are going to hold us back. And we become strong and we pick up our trumpet and we start to blow it again. Amen. As soon as the Holy Spirit covered Gideon, he picked up his trumpet and he started blowing and he was ready to get those people together to go to war. The Spirit of God was awakening the mighty man inside of him. And 32,000 Israelites come together and say, yes, we are ready to fight for our freedom. Because the Spirit of God came on one man. Who are you going to inspire in this week? Who are you going to inspire this week? You see, when the Spirit of God comes upon us, it's not about just our world anymore. We start inspiring others to start fighting again. Amen? 
We start looking around us and seeing, who do I give courage to this morning? I don't need to encourage my heart. I know I'm a mighty man and woman of God. I know God is for me. Who am I going to encourage this morning? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find someone that's down. And I'm going to tell them, guess what? You're a mighty man and woman of God. Stand up and fight again. Amen? Amen? You see in Judges 7, it says, And the Lord says to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many. So Gideon gets the Spirit of God upon him. He blows the the trumpet, and 32,000 soldiers come to fight 125,000 Midianites. That's already quite a bad combination. But God says, no. The people who are with you are too many for me to hand Midian over to them. He says, otherwise Israel would become boastful saying, my power has saved me. Now therefore come proclaiming the hearing of the people saying, whoever is afraid and worried is to return and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 from the people returned, but 10,000 remained. Then the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. So we have 125,000 Midianites, brutal Midianites who fought with camels. I will not go into the battle plan. I can, but we won't do it because we'll be here till next week because I did study it, I mean. But they were brutal and fighting with camels gave them the upper hand completely. And they joined forces with the Malachites. So, and they were in the valley and they were ready to annihilate them. In the natural, they never had a chance, even with 32,000 people. So God says, 32 are too many. Send those that are worried and afraid home. Then he comes and he says, these 10,000 that are left, they're still too many. He says, so take the people down to the river and let them drink water. And he says, those that go down and drink, lap it up like a dog, send them home. Those that cup the water and bring it up to their mouths you put them one side that army that army is going to fight with you maybe there's even a story in this when we are choosing those to go into battle with us when we are choosing our friends to go into battle with us we should go according to what God says we should go with us amen We should hear God's heart as to who are our friends in battle. Amen? Amen. Now the number of those who lapped, putting their hands up to their mouth, was 300. But the rest of the people kneeled down to drink the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, I will save you from the 300 men who lapped and and will hand the Midianites over to you. So have all the other people go, each man to his home. So the 300 men took the people's provisions and their trumpets in their hands. And Gideon dismissed all the other men of Israel, each to their tent, and retained the 300 men. And the camp of Midian was below in the valley. You see, reducing the force of 32,000 warriors to 300 made no sense and defied all human reasoning before facing the 135,000 Midianites. The enemy overshadowed the small army of 300 in capacity, in size, and in experience. Who is your giant this morning? 
How many giants are you facing? They might be big, they might be overshadowing you in capacity, in experience, and in size. But don't forget who's fighting for you. Gideon obeyed when he knew success was decided by God's might and not by understanding why. Sometimes we want to understand why God asks us to do something. And sometimes we will not understand because we are just too human. And God is just too God. Amen. So we don't need to know why. Because obedience is the key to success in us walking with the Lord. Obedience is the key to success. So God tested the 32,000 to see who was the bravest and the most faithful for the battle. Then after that, the 22,000 was left and God tested those to see who was ready to stay alert and ready to fight. And these remaining men would not run away from fear. They would watch and they would be trustworthy to go into battle. In a battle battalion in those days, the person who blew the trumpet would stand next to the commander. So just a small insight to how incredible God was. God put 300 trumpeters outside of the camp of the Midianites. One trumpeter would stand next to one commander and one commander would give an instruction to a thousand men. And that instruction would come through the blowing of the trumpet. So the trumpet would say either to advance, to remain where they're at, or to retreat. So when 300 trumpeters blew on the obedience and the timing of Gideon, how many people do you think the Midianites thought were there? 300,000. God took an army of 300 and made them sound like an army of 300,000 because that is what God does. Amen? Romans 8 verse 31 says, What shall we say? If God is for us, who and what can be against us? God was more significant to Gideon than any Midianite he faced. So after hearing a dream God placed in his heart, Gideon bows in worship. He sneaks into the camp just before he attacks. God says, I'm going to show you one more time I'm with you. Sneak into the camp. And if you're afraid, take your servant with you. Amen? How kind is God? And his servant says, no problem. Here we go. And they sneak into the camp. And he, and he hears a dream about a barley bread coming into the camp. And the, the person that's giving the interpretation of the dream says, yes, this barley bread is Gideon. And they're going to overthrow us. How can that interpretation come from a barley bread? The barley bread in those days was the cheapest bread that you could make. And it was fed to animals and to the poorest of the poor. God had to place that interpretation in his heart. God is ready to help you, even with your enemy. Amen? 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 
What is your declaration for this week? God is for me. So he hears this dream and he gets back and he bows in worship. He bows in worship. Go read the story in Judges. He bows in worship. And as he bows in worship, worship does what exactly worship does. It makes his God incredibly large and his situation incredibly small. And he gets the courage and he says to the army, come, let's go at the second watch of the night. Let's go. But you're taking a jar, a torch, and a trumpet. How is that ready to go for war? And if you've got a jar and a torch in this hand and a trumpet in this hand, how do you defend yourself? You cannot. God must be your defense. Here's another another story in this. When we go to war, church, we need God to be our defense. Amen? He gets up from worship. He gets up from worship like this. And God gives him a jar and a torch and a trumpet. And he says, now I will be your defense. Amen? In your situation, God will be your protection. God's plan worked and the Israelites were victorious. God's ways are not our ways. He took a scared Gideon and made him a leader of an army. He reduced an army of 10,000 to 300 by studying how they drink water. He encouraged Gideon by having him sneak into an enemy camp to overhear a dream about bread. And he sent an army into battle with nothing but a light, a jar, and a trumpet. This is the God we serve. His methods do not fit our human logic. He says, give, and it will be given to you. He says, love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. How does that make sense? He says to be the greatest in the kingdom. Be the, be the servant of all. You see Isaiah 55 verse 9 says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see sickness, God sees healing. You see poverty, God sees blessing. You see a broken marriage, God sees restoration. You see lost, God sees found. You see no hope, God sees victory. You see depression, God sees joy. You see anxiety, God sees life in abundance. Amen? Because God is not subject to the laws of this world. The laws of this world are subject to Him. God says to the flower, bloom. And it blooms. God says to the cloud, move. And it moves. God says to the sun, stop. And it stops. God says to a a soldier of the enemy, dream of a barley bread. And he dreams of a barley bread. Amen. In conclusion, God is for you. If this message doesn't inspire you to know that God is for you, 
then you need to go read it again and again and again and again and again to see that God is for you. He sees the best in you and he has a promising future planned for you. He turns weakness into strength. He turns a war into peace. He turns fear into courage. Is this not our God? He's ready to lead you into a new, beautiful, uncharted territory. But you could never possess it without him. All he wants you to do is to keep your eyes on him. He says, certainly, certainly, I will be with you. That's the secret to your success. Certainly, I will be with you. Psalm 34, this scripture just inspires me every day. Even when bad things happen to the good and godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. Can you write that scripture down? That scripture will save you a thousand times over. It's from the Passion Translation. Even when bad things happen to the good and godly ones, the Lord will save them. The Lord will save them. The Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. I hold on to that scripture. That is my scripture. I'm sharing it with you. I love the scripture. Amen? What I face will not defeat me. Because my God is with me, and certainly he will be with me. You see, victory comes because of God. Obey his voice. Follow his path. Keep your eyes on him. And you will reach your destiny. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.